Welcome back to 2024. How's everyone doing? My name's Emma. I'm Sarah. Um, We hope you didn't miss us too much during the break. Oh, this is the Bloody Bizarre podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you clicked on it. Yeah, you have. Assume. Yeah. Um, If not, surprise. This is, yes, the Bloody Bizarre podcast. We're back for 2024. Um, We hope you had a good New Year's. We hope you had a good little break if you got one. Uh, and yeah, we've been on a little break, but we're back, mm-hmm. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Should we tell the secret that we like recorded through January? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to. Okay. So we re- we actually recorded these in January. These are pre-recorded. They were. Um, I listen to this podcast, and they call it being in the time machine because mm-hmm. um, these are you know from back way back. Yeah. So we what we were thinking about was like we we're not going to have time to, to record in February because I'm having a baby and Emma's going to be overseas. So we were like, well, let's just take a break in January and then we'll record all our episodes in January and then we'll post them in Feb because it's weird to just take a random break in Feb, but it's not weird to take one at the start of the year. Yeah. So um, we hope that you don't mind that. If something like crazy has happened and we don't mention it, that's why. <laughs> if something crazy happens, I can drop in at the beginning as like, like saying. You said that before that you were going to drop something in at the start and you didn't. Oh, I thought I did, but. Um, yeah, it didn't work. Okay. Well, I know how to do it. So obviously <laughs> do just you? didn't get it to work that time. Um, anything you want to say at the beginning? Um, new year, new us? Yeah, except. Same us. Same us. All right. Cool. Well, I'm going to jump in then. Okay. So my sources this week are Wikipedia, northernlighthouseboard.org.uk, historic-uk.com article by Ben Johnson, Nine News article by Staff Writers, allthatsinteresting.com article by Genevieve Carlton, and an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, I might know this one then. You might do. I I actually forgot that they'd done it um, and then I was looking for a YouTube video on it and that one came up and I was like, oh. (laughs) Um, So, do you remember way back in the Patanella episode I said um, that a crime on the moon would be scary? Yeah. So I think I've found something close. Oh, okay. A maybe crime, maybe not crime, it's a mystery, on a remote island off the coast of Scotland. Flannan Isles Lighthouse is a lighthouse near the highest point on Eileen Moor, one of the Flannan Isles, which are a group of small islands in the Outer Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland. Hmm. This is also is it my second Scottish one in a row, if we're going back to last year. I mean, it's another water-based one. The Alexander Selkirk was from Scotland. Yeah, and, and another and island. A, and, yeah, I'm obsessed. You had the Patanella, which is like a boat. And then I, before that I had that fucking boat that went missing. Yeah. Um, I'm, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> um, okay, so do you know this one? Yes. Very well? No. Okay. The island of Eileen Moor, and specifically the lighthouse on the island, is best known for the mysterious disappearance of its keepers in 1900. Mm-hmm. This is a very creepy one. It is, kind of. I find it very creepy. I find it less creepy after doing the research. Oh, okay. All right. Although uninhabited, the island has always sparked people's interest. It's named after St. Flannan, a 6th century Irish bishop who later became a saint. He built a chapel on the island and for centuries, shepherds used to bring sheep over to the island to graze. It was said that sheep that grazed on the island would miraculously heal from ailments and would give birth to twins. 
But the shepherds would never stay the night, fearful of the spirits believed to haunt the remote spot. Why would spirits haunt there? Well, there was that saint that lived there and built that thing. And um, then he died. And then he was like, fuck you all. And there was also this, like, like a few ruins of, like, some old houses. and Maybe the saint went in there and he wasn't such a saint. I mean, many of them aren't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why, would, why does anyone say anywhere it's haunted? Because usually there's, like, something bad's happened there. Some bad things have happened in my house. I know. And you hear a heart monitor in my house. <laughs> That's because I'm in a coma. We've been over this. <laughs> um, so the Flannan Isles Lighthouse was constructed between 1895 and 1899. It was first lit on 7th of December, 1899. Um, construction also included railway tracks, which served to facilitate the transport provisions for the keepers and fuel for the light. Um, at that time, it was paraffin, which was burnt. And fun fact, the light, the light consumed 20 barrels of paraffin a year. Um, there were steep gradients from the landing places, uh, which by means of a cable hauled railway brought things from the landing up to the lighthouse. And this cable was powered by a small steam engine in a shed adjoining the lighthouse. There was also a track that led away from the lighthouse back down the steep cliffs to um, other various landing points. So there was um, landing points on the east and the west. And it was like a railway that... Yeah, yeah, like a, and a cable pulley system. Thomas! <laughs> um, and it was very steep and, like, craggy. And yeah. there, are, there are photos which we'll post on the gram mm-hmm. um, to accompany this. Um, but it looks like a really beautiful place, to be honest, and I would go there. We should add it to the list. Yeah, can't, you can't add it to the road trip list, but we can add it to... That in, BB goes international. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we do our um, international tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so a little bit of history on the lighthouse, if you're into that. In 1925, the lighthouse became one of the first Scottish lights to receive communications from the shore by wireless telegraphy. Like a phone? No, like a... Beep, 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 oh. beep, beep, I think. Okay. Um, that's Morse code. <laughs> In the 1960s, the island's transport system was modernised. The railway was removed, leaving behind uh, the concrete bed on which it had been laid, and that served as a roadway for a vehicle called a NAT, and that is a three-wheeled, rubber-tired, cross-country vehicle, if Cute. you're wondering. Yeah. This roadway then became much less used when the helipad was constructed. Oh. Yes, so they're going modern. Um, In 1971, the lighthouse was finally automated. Uh, A reinforced concrete helipad was constructed at the same time to enable maintenance visits in the heavy weather. The light is produced by burning acetylene gas and has a range of 17 nautical miles. It is now monitored from the butt of Lewis, which is on the... Hang on... (laughs) Hang on. Which is on the Scottish headland, and the shore station has been converted into flats. The Butt of Lewis was at one time labelled by the Guinness World Book of Records as the windiest location <laughs> in the United Kingdom. <laughs> and it's spelled butt, not like butte, like B-U-T-T of Lewis. I wonder if they, like, if there were windier locations, but they were like, let's just give it to that because it's too funny. I wonder if it was called something else and they were like, let's call it the butt. It's a windy location. (laughs) It's farting all the time. (laughs) Um, So back to Eileen Moore in the year 1900. Mm -hmm. That's that's all the history I'm going to give you. Thank you. 
There were four keepers assigned to that particular lighthouse. The idea was that they would operate on a rotating roster so that there were always three men on the island at one time. Mm -hmm. They worked six weeks on, two weeks off. FIFO. Or boat in, boat boat out. Bebo. Bebo. December 1900, so around around this time 123 years ago, uh, the three keepers on the island were James Ducat. He was 43 years, years old. He was the principal keeper. Ducat had a wife, four children, and 20 years' experience as a lighthouse keeper. Impressive. Yep. Um, Thomas Marshall, he was 28. He was the assistant lighthouse keeper, and he was the youngest of the three. Um, and Donald MacArthur, he was also married, and he served as the occasional keeper. Um, he was only on the island because he was covering for another keeper who was on sick leave. So unfortunate for him. Annoying. Yep. The fourth keeper, Joseph Moore, uh, was ashore on his R and R rest and relaxation. Ashore. Oh, ashore. Ashore. Yeah. Yep. So he was on the mainland, if yep. you will. Um, so yeah, he was he was on the mainland. Um, he was awaiting his relief shift to take over. Now. The first record that something was abnormal on the Flannan Isles was on 15th December 1900 when the steamboat Arcta, or Archta, I didn't look up the pronunciation of this boat, but it doesn't really matter, um, on a passage from Philadelphia, Philadelphia, on a passage from Philadelphia to Leith, noted in his log that the light was not operational despite the poor weather conditions. Dangerous. Yes. And unusual. Mm. When his ship docked in Leith on 18 December 1900, the sighting was or was not, I couldn't figure out which was correct. I read both. <laughs> but it either was or wasn't passed on to the Northern Lighthouse um, board. <laughs> so who knows? Um, and this is a running theme with this story. There are um, directly conflicting information. I mean, it's from 1900. I feel like they probably weren't. You know, there weren't digital copies of everything would have been handwritten and yeah. And I think also the sensational nature of this case has has given way to a lot of um, falsehoods. Yeah. The relief vessel, the Hesperus. So this is the one that's going to be taking uh, Joseph Moore to the island to relieve the um, the next one, the yeah. next keeper. Was due to set sail on 20 December, but due to adverse weather, it didn't reach the island until noon on the 26th of December. So they essentially pushed it back by about a week okay. because of a storm that was rolling through. Yeah. Captain James Harvey was in charge of this relief ship. Uh, and as I said, it was carrying the replacement life, lifehouse, lifehouse, lighthouse keeper. I've written lifehouse, but I'm sure it's lighthouse. That ba- That's a band, hey? Lifehouse is. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to sing the song, but I think everyone knows their most yeah. famous one. <laughs> um, so as the ship reached the, the landing platform um, on the east side of the island, Captain Harvey was surprised not to see anyone waiting for their arrival. They found that the flag staff had no flag, which was unusual. Um, none of the usual provision boxes had been left on the landing stage for restocking. He blew his horn and sent up a warning flare to attract attention, but there was no response. So the guy that was going to be, like, taking over, he was like, where the fuck is everyone? Him and the rest of the people on the ship, because yeah. this is a regular thing for them. Yeah. This this Hesperus operated regularly, bringing the lighthouse keepers forward and back, Yeah. and they would greet them on the shore, they'd have things ready for them, the, light, the flag would be on the pole, like, you know, it would be normal, but yeah. this time it was all dead on the island. Yeah. 
Joseph Moore, the relief lighthouse keeper, then rowed ashore and ascended up the steep set of stairs that led up to the lighthouse. According to reports from Moore himself, the replacement lighthouse keeper suffered an overwhelming sense of foreboding on his long walk up to the top of the cliff. Yeah, I I can imagine. Yeah. You'd be like, like, this is weird. What the fuck is wrong? This is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Once at the lighthouse, Moore noticed something was immediately wrong. The door to the lighthouse was unlocked, and in the entrance hall, two of the three oilskin coats were missing. Um, So only one was there. Moore continued into the kitchen area, where he found half-eaten food and an overturned chair, almost as if someone had jumped from their seat in a hurry. To add to this peculiar scene, the kitchen clock had also stopped. It was one that needed to be wound. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old-timey things. Yeah. I'll just mention here also that I did read in some places that mi- that the mill was eaten and the chair um, – sorry. Yeah, I, I read in some places that the mill was uneaten and the chair overturned, but in other places I read that the dishes were clean, um, indicating that they had already eaten. Um, That's not as dramatic. It's not. So who knows what is actually the case. Moore continued to search the rest of the lighthouse but found no sign of the lighthouse keepers. Did I just say lighthouse again? I think I did. If I say lighthouse, I mean lighthouse. Yeah. Um, But found no sign of the keepers. He ran back to the ship to inform Captain Harvey, who subsequently ordered a search of the island uh, for the missing men. Imagine if the ship had gone. Like, he was like, yeah. all right, well, see ya. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if it was like, all right, well, I'm sure they're there. We'll <laughs> yeah. row you ashore. Yeah. Fuck me. Um, yeah, so Captain Harvey orders this search of the whole island, but no one was found. Moore found only one living creature at the lighthouse, a canary who sat quietly in a cage. Aww. He would have been so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey quickly, so Captain Harvey quickly sent back a telegram to the mainland, which in turn was forwarded to the Northern Lighthouse Board um, headquarters, and those were in Edinburgh. The telegraph read, quote, A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall, and the occasional, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land more, who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming in, we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left Moore, MacDonald, Boymaster and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. We'll not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Muirhead in case you are not at home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. So essentially he's saying something bad's happened. I've left these guys on the island until you're able to make it there. Yeah. But, you know, we, we don't know what's happened, but I think probably this is what's They're happened. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty scary for those guys who had to stay on the island. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like how he's just like, I've left these guys there. Yeah, yeah. wonder if they were like, um, no. Can I come with you, please, Daddy? Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll also say here, I looked up the pronunciation of boy, and in America they say buoy. Oh, what do we say here? We say boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, it does make a little bit more sense, in my opinion, because the word is buoyant. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> enough of that. Um, 
<laughs> that sounded like Christopher Walken then. Yeah. Boys. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> On Eileen Moore, the men scoured every corner of the island for clues as to the fate of the keepers. They found that everything was intact at the East Landing, but the West Landing um, provided considerable evidence of damage caused by recent storms. Because mm. remember, they were meant to go a week earlier, but the storms prevented them. So there had yep. been storms through the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, a box at 33 metres or, or 108 feet above sea level had been broken and its contents strewn about. Iron railings were literally bent over. The iron railing by the path was wrenched, wrenched out of its concrete and a rock weighing more than a tonne had been displaced. On top of the cliff at more than 60 metres or 200 feet above sea level, turf had been ripped away as far as 10 metres from the cliff edge. So... Pretty violent storm. A, a violent storm went through, but it's, it shouldn't have been anything the men were too concerned about given their experience. Also, you would think that they would be inside. Exactly. Like you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be outside during a storm like a that. A storm like that, you'd be like holed up. Hunkering down. Yeah. yeah. A few days later, Robert Muirhead, the board's superintendent, who both recruited and knew all, met all three men personally, um, departed for the island to investigate the disappearances. His investigation of the lighthouse found nothing over and above what Moore had already reported. That is, except for the lighthouse's log. So Muirhead immediately noticed that the last few days of entries were unusual. On the 12th of December, Thomas Marshall, the second assistant, wrote of, quote, severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. He also noticed that James Ducat, the principal keeper, had been, quote, very quiet and that the third assistant, William MacArthur, had been crying. Scared. Maybe. But they shouldn't have been scared. Well, if it's the likes of which they've never seen before, they're probably like, fuck, we're going to die. So they were all they were, so William MacArthur was a seasoned mariner mm. and he was known on the Scottish mainland as like a tough brawler. It's, and he was crying. According to these logs. And that other guy... Um, was it MacArthur, the the main lighthouse keeper? Twenty years experience. He has experienced shit like this before. But he said he hadn't. I don't know the the weather reports from that time. Okay, let me get to it. Hang on. Okay. Log entries on the thirteenth of December stated that the storm was still raging and that all three men had been praying. They sound pretty scared. Yeah, they do sound scared. But they are safely situated in a brand new lighthouse that was one hundred and fifty feet above sea level. They should, they should have known that they were perfectly safe. Um, well, let's drop you in the middle of a, a storm. <laughs> Do you know that I would love to live in a lighthouse? Yeah, I could see you in a lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit jealous of these guys, to be honest. <laughs> so most weirdly is that there were no reported storms in the area on the 12th, 13th, 14th of December. In fact, the weather was calm and the storms that were to batter the island didn't hit until the, December the 17th. Could they have written down the, the dates wrong? I guess so. Or maybe the, like, meteorological equipment at the time wasn't very Unlikely, accurate. unlikely, because you could see the island from the um, mainland. Oh, okay, so people would remember if there was, like, a crazy a storm. storm lashing the island. Here's the other thing. The final log entry was made on the 15th of December, and it simply read, quote, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Quote. So if they made it to the end of the storm, mm. then that would suggest that, that their dates were correct, but 
you know, because the storm started on the 17th. So yeah. how would it have ended on the 15th? I have a theory. Okay. Wait, give wait on your theory and then we're going to go through theories in a minute. Okay. Um, and I hate to do this because I hate to undercut a good story, but I will also mention here that there is speculation about whether or not these logbooks existed. Oh, okay. I read in one place that the logbooks were fictional and later additions to the story. But in the majority of sources I read, they didn't mention that at all. Okay. So I think everyone just really loves a good story and doesn't want to mention <laughs> that they could be fake. <laughs> um, but it, it does make sense that they would have logbooks if they've got totally. like a like roster of people going through. So they did have logbooks. What is speculated is the contents. Right. They're yeah. like, we've been praying and yeah. someone, this guy's been crying. Yeah, this guy's been bawling his fucking eyes out. Yeah. 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 So, um, but let's assume that that for for the meantime and for the, you know, purposes of this story that the logbooks did in fact exist. Yeah. After reading the logbooks, Muirhead's attention turned to the remaining oilskin coat that had been left in the entrance hall. Why, in the bitter cold winter, had one of the lighthouse keepers ventured out without his coat? Furthermore, why had all three lighthouse staff left, left their posts at the same time when rules and regulations strictly prohibited this? Further clues were found down by the landing platform. So this is on the west side of the island now. Muir had noticed ropes strewn all about the rocks, ropes which were usually held in a brown crate 70 feet above the platform on a supply crane. Um, Perhaps the crate had been dislodged and knocked down and the lighthouse keepers were attempting to retrieve them when an unexpected wave came and washed them out to sea. This was the first and most likely theory, and as such, Muirhead concluded it in his official report to the Northern Lighthouse Board. He found that a life buoy, or buoy if you're from North America, was missing, but ultimately concluded that it had been torn away from the sea, not used by the men. But this explanation, Muirhead's explanation, left some people in the Northern Lighthouse Board unconvinced. For one, why had none of the bodies been washed ashore? Why had one of the men left the lighthouse without taking his coat, especially since this was December in the Outer Hebrides? Why had three experienced lighthouse keepers been taken unaware by a wave? Although these were all good questions, the most pertinent and persistent question was around the weather conditions at the time. The seas should have been calm. They were sure of this as the lighthouse, as I said, could be seen from the nearby Isle of Lewis and any bad weather would have, would have obscured it from view and it was not obscured. Hmm. I'm going to mention here that Ducat, the the missing principal keeper, had previously requested an experiment whereby it was checked how long it would take someone to notice a signal from the lighthouse on shore and then respond. That experiment was never undertaken, but I think it shows that Ducat had some trepidation about this island and the response and that kind of thing. Yeah. So let's talk about some theories. Let's start with the most commonly accepted theory and one that the official investigator concluded. And he said, quote, after a careful examination of the place, the railings, ropes, etc., and weighing all the evidence which I could secure, I am of the opinion that the most likely explanation of the disappearance of the men is that they had all gone down on the afternoon of Saturday, 15 December, to the proximity of the West Landing to secure the box with mooring ropes, etc., and that an unexpectedly large roller had come up on the island and a large body of water going up higher than where they were and coming down upon them had swept them away with resistless force so in other words the men were considered likely to have been washed away as they worked to secure some equipment against the weather like a king wave something like that yeah um that was kind of that was kind of my theory that was your theory well i thought that maybe 
um, a couple of them got hit with a king wave yeah. and, like, yelled out or something and then one, the last one ran, ran out, out and was trying to save them and fell in. Yeah. And that's why there was ropes and stuff around. Yeah. Yep. Um, wind could not have been the cause, Muirhead reasoned, because the direction of the wind would have actually pushed the men toward the, the island rather than out to sea. Yeah. Those who argue against this theory mention the lack of evidence that there was any inclement weather at this time. However, a rogue wave would not be entirely unheard of. Yeah. Um, they can come out of nowhere. They can. But why would the stock have come loose? Why would the stock have been loose initially for them to go out there and, and tend to it? It shouldn't have been. And also analysts said it would be very unusual for an entire lighthouse crew to be absent from the building. Usually if something was kind of flapping about, one man would go out and mm. secure it and then come back. Yeah, so I reckon maybe one or two of them did did mm. that. And then because they got into trouble, the third guy ran out to help them. So And then fell in. Yeah, okay. The BuzzFeed Unsolved episode says that the damage cited from the storm, so this is all the all the ropes and all that kind of shit strewn about, was actually logged in the keeper's logbook. Oh, okay. So that suggested that they had weathered the storm that had dislodged everything and that they were still alive and making notes at the end of it. But they still might have been trying to, like, clean it up and, like... Yeah, possibly. And also that does require us to accept that the logbooks were accurate (laughs) or the report of the logbooks were accurate. Yeah. So other scenarios put forward include a fight breaking out on the cliff leading to the men falling to their deaths macarthur in particular had a reputation as a brawler over the years rumors have swelled highlighting the logbook entries detailing the deteriorating mental state of the men and the crew of the hesperus finding uneaten meals on the table did macarthur known for his short temper kill both men and throw himself and them off the cliffs More than 10 years later, the events were still being commemorated and elaborated on. The 1912 ballad, Flannan Isle, by Wilfred Wilson Gibson, (laughs) quite a name, eh? (laughs) Um, Refers possibly erroneously to the overturned chair and uneaten meals laid out on the table, indicating that the keepers had been suddenly disturbed. So this little ballad goes, um, and I don't know the tune, but I'll read it. Okay. Quote, Yet as we crowded through the door, we only saw a table spread for dinner, meat and cheese and bread, but all untouched and no one there, as though when they sat down to eat, ere they could even taste, alarm had come, and they in haste had risen and left the bread and meat, for at the table had a chair lay tumbled on the floor. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah. The mystery was even dramatised as um, a 2018 thriller film called The Vanishing, starring Gerard Butler. Ooh, have you watched it? I have not. I've, I think I've heard of that movie. So the film posited the discovery of a body and several gold bars on the island led to mounting tensions, murder, and conspiracy. That's very, very, very dramatized. <laughs> gold bars. Yeah. Um, implausible stories obviously began to rise up. One was that a sea serpent had carried away the men. <gasps> It's uh, the Hawkesbury River monster. Well, it's more likely to be Loch Ness around oh, here. Oh, yeah, 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 around, around right these there. here parts. Yeah. Um, a plesiosaur. Are you sure? <laughs> um, another, that they had arranged for a ship to take them away and start new lives. They're always a popular one. And it's always one when there's no bodies found. Yeah. Um, Harold Holt. Yeah. Another, that they had been abducted by foreign spies. Again, Harold Holt. Yeah. 
Um, but what would these? <laughs> what would they have to offer? Offer foreign yeah, spies? Three lighthouse keepers? Yeah, <laughs> I guess they would know things about. Tell us your country secrets, like lighthouse locations and maybe shipping routes and things like that. I don't it know. Seems like a, it seems dumb. Yeah, it's obviously not not the one. <laughs> Here's a good one, and I think you're gonna like this, like this one. Yeah, water sprites. Oh, like fairies. Yeah, like fairies come mermen. Cute. They were said to be in the area. Specifically, they were called the Blue Men of the Midge or Storm Kelpies. Storm Kelpies. Yeah. Should we do um, an episode on sprites? Probably not. If it. anyone's going to, it's going to be you. So Do it. Yeah, I can't keep you away from them. <laughs> um, there are some who believe that these sprites live in the caves around the Hebrides and sink ships at will. The theory goes that if the lighthouse keepers were set upon by these sprites, their only hope of survival would be to have the last word in a rhyming battle. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, another insane theory that they had met their fate through the malevolent presence of ghosts. People say that they hear um, the men's whispers in the winds near and on the island. Ooh, that's creepy. Another crazy theory, they were transformed into birds for disrespecting the island. So this one is born from um, when Moore went up to the lighthouse, apparently three birds flew off the roof. (laughs) (laughs) So naturally, um, it's been assumed that those were the animals. Were they wearing little hats and pants? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And one of them didn't have a jacket on. Yeah. Another theory, alien abduction. Mm. That's all I'll say about that. There was also some suggestion that perhaps the men had eaten something that had made them go insane or oh. that they were experiencing some kind of shared delusion, like a like, follow your do situation. Like, um, was it the bread that had spores in it? Yes. That made, yeah. Absolutely. There was a, a um, what's it called, a um, fungus um during this time that was common that did cause like insanity yeah so yep that's a possibility i guess but mm-hmm. then again it wasn't mentioned that it was found on any of the food so probably not but you know mm-hmm. could be some shared delusion situation yeah maybe um, they like gutsed all the food that had it like sure. it was like a loaf of bread and they like demolished it yeah yeah and then that could explain the like um the weird logbook entries yeah if they were kind of you know devolving into some madness yeah if they were on the brink of insanity yeah and then perhaps they either fell or jumped to their deaths regardless as the northern lighthouse board said the cult of the mystery does not mitigate the fact that the three men died quote the loss of the three keepers from the flannan isles lighthouse in 1900 is a significant and very sad part of our history end quote uh, another quote, we pay tribute to these keepers who served the Northern Lighthouse Board so well over the years and can only report what was recorded at the time, end quote. And that is the Flannan Isles Lighthouse and the disappearance of the three lighthouse keepers. I love it. I still find it quite creepy. What do you think happened? I think it's probably the most likely that they were swept away. I think that two of them were out there either fixing something or, I don't know, they were out there for some reason and either fell or got washed in by a, a king wave. And then the third guy, maybe he was up, like saw what happened or he heard yelling or something. He ran out, was trying to help them, was trying to throw like a rope to them, was maybe climbing down to help them or whatever. And then all three of them got washed away. Yeah. It's very, it would be, if that is the case, well, how unfortunate. 
very unfortunate. What a, I'll, um, I'll tell you my favorite theory, though. The sprites. No. Uh, go on. That they were the three birds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah. I like the crazy theory. I obviously believe that they're probably, um, you know, the most common theory is, and the most plausible one is probably the one that did occur, that, as you say, there was probably a couple of them out there. Something happened to them. The third one runs out. That's why he didn't grab his coat because he was in a hurry. Yeah, and it's like, yes, it's not like standard Protocol. practice, yeah. but obviously if you see that your friends are dying or are yeah. about to die, you're going you're gonna to go into panic mode and try and save them. Yeah, you're going to throw protocol to the wind. Yeah. But, you know, I love a good person going insane. Yeah. Theory. Yeah. Um, especially if it's a, a shared delusion one. Yeah. From some funky bread. From some funky, funky bread. So that's it. That's the first one of 2024. What's your next water one going to be? Who knows? I mean, I do have some coming up that are definitely nautical. Nautical or island-based. That's my particular bag, and yours is just crazy. Cryptids. Cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i don't know this year i might maybe i'll switch it up I've i'm got, gonna do more murders this year not so fun but it's interesting fun for people listening i think um but thank you for coming back uh and rejoining us on our podcast journey yeah again tell your friends to listen yeah if they're into this sort of thing um just maybe warn them that it's like be like hey there's this podcast it's not that great but like the stuff they talk about is interesting so there's some there's some good episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, look, listen, if you, if you want to. Uh, actually, don't worry about it. And then they will probably. Yeah, the reverse psychology. In fact, don't get them to listen. Just go on their phone and follow it so we get the numbers and the followers. Yeah. And then you can – because then they'll get a, an update when we upload and they'll be like, I don't remember following this, but I must have. Uh, so I got that the other day yeah. with this podcast. And yeah. I'm not going to name it. But I've seen their videos come up before and I don't like them. I find them annoying. Um, but every time I logged into Spotify, every time I got Spotify up, it was like... So you, you can turn off notifications for new stuff. Okay. So you must have that turned on. Yeah, I must do. Because yeah. I was like, like, fuck off. I don't want to listen to this. And it kept like almost like autoplay. Like it would start. Yeah. And I was like, I yeah, don't yeah. want this. Okay. So thanks, everyone. <gasps> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.